0: Welcome to the Practical Growth Podcast. I'm your host, E.B. Johnson, top writer on medium.com, published author, and master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming. You've landed on the podcast that takes you on a journey into the heart of relationships and self-discovery. This is a must listen for those who are ready to overcome their toxic relationships and their toxic patterns. You can expect real talk, practical guidance, and raw and relatable guests that you'll be talking about for weeks. Let's get into it. Hello again, faithful listeners. I am so happy that you're here for this very special episode. This week, we are going to be talking about something I know that you guys have all been dying for. We've touched on bad relationships a little bit, but this week, we are going to be going into the deep end on toxic relationships relationships, the truly toxic, the truly insidious, the relationships that prevent us from getting where we want to be in our lives. Yes, you and I will be having a -a tête-à-tête and we will be exploring the ins and outs. Why do you keep falling into those patterns where you go back to the same kind of toxic partner over and over again, or maybe even a different kind of toxic partner? Why do you accept less than you deserve? Why do you allow yourself to get derailed in these relationships? We're going to cover that. And we are going to cover the specific types of toxic relationships that you need to avoid at all costs. Just before we jump into that, however, I do want to remind you that applications are open now for spots in my January and February eight week private coaching program. So if you want to set yourself up for success in 2022 and give yourself the mental and emotional tools that you need to successfully build a better relationship with yourself or even others in the world around you, then this is the course that you need, okay? It's a great foundation and it's a great program for anyone who is recovering from narcissistic abuse or anyone who just wants to build a better relationship with himself or just get some emotional clarity, some emotional regulation tools. If you would like to apply for that, you can head to therealebjohnson.com. You will need to hurry though because spots are limited. Now, into toxic relationships what is a toxic relationship well that kind of differs from person to person based on your specific needs and the place that you are in your life if you wanted to slap just kind of a blanket definition on it a toxic relationship is any relationship that is highly damaging to you physically emotionally mentally materially financially All of the above, if it makes the quality of your life worse, if it makes you feel worse about yourself or what you're doing or the important work and meaning that you have in your life, it's a toxic relationship. Yeah, they're bad. They obstruct our peace. They obstruct our happiness. They obstruct the journey that we're on to become a better person, to get that peace and that comfort in life, that recovery, that healing, all of the above. All of these encompass what a toxic relationship could look like for any person. But if we know that toxic relationships exist, why do we settle for them? Because so many of us, we fall into the same patterns over and over and over again. We find ourselves with the same cheaters, the same liars, the same enablers, the same abusers, whatever it is, we find ourselves going back to that. And it might look different on the surface, but we get into the dirty parts of it and we realize, oh, wow, this is the same asshole that I dated last time. Yay me. Why would we allow ourselves to be taken advantage of? Why would we allow ourselves to be hurt, to be dismissed, demeaned, abused? If we know that these things exist, why do we allow them to happen? Well, there's a few reasons for that. Um, It's not just as simple as you date your mom, you date your dad, you date you know, whatever bad thing happened in your childhood. It's a little bit more complex than that. Uh, and more specifically, it comes down to having low self-esteem. Maybe you learned somewhere along the line, be that childhood or former relationships that you're worthless, right? Bad things happened. You had some heartbreak and somewhere in there, you internalized that and decided that these bad things were happening because you were a worthless person. That low self-esteem, that lack of confidence, That can feed into this cycle your habits of settling for toxic partners, toxic relationships that do more damage because it's a form of punishing yourself. If you don't think you're worth much, you can sell yourself to the lowest bidder. They can treat you really badly. And then that just confirms that idea that you had in the first place that you're worthless. Make no mistake, though, our Settling for toxic relationships or accepting abusers into our lives. This also comes from learned habits. They're learned behaviors, it's learned patterns. Maybe you watched your mother or your father settle for bad relationships. they fought all the time, they got cheated on, or maybe they were bad to you, and you internalize that again as the kind of relationships that should play out in your intimate life. As an adult, toxic relationships don't necessarily happen by accident. We can learn to accept them. Maybe the most common reason, though, that we put up with it, that we put up with these toxic, horrible partners or even just these people that hold us back or turn us into worse version of ourselves is because we are desperate not to be alone. There's this kind of almost it's almost universally human need. To have someone there, to have that support, it comes from an evolutionary place, right? We used to exist in a type of world where you had to have the village around you. You had to have that support, that family unit. In order to survive but it also comes from a bit of conditioning and from a bit of just socially what we are as animals we like that company we like having a companion a lot of us not universal but most of us enjoy having that sense of community or that sense of belonging or that sense of love and connection and that is okay the when it gets dangerous however is when it turns into a desperation when we would rather do anything accept anything put ourselves in any place Except to be alone, stand on our own, be independent and completely define our own lives on our own terms. And a lot of us know that, okay, a lot of you listening, you've been doing work for a good amount of time, you've gotten into the meat of it, you realize that you were just accepting stuff because you didn't want to be alone, or you were accepting stuff because that was your patterns and habits. And that was the only thing you had ever known as a relationship example, whatever it is, you've done the work and you understand that, right? So what tends to be more helpful then is really digging into past relationships and looking at examples of other relationships and the ways in which they set us back, hold us back, create barriers to our mental and emotional success. And that is what we are going to do right now. We are going to explore the 10 types of relationships which are especially toxic, which are especially damaging to you in your life and which can really hold you back and prevent you from reaching that ultimate success, be that emotional, you know, you're on a healing journey, whatever it is. These are the 10 types of relationships which can totally, totally detonate your life. Now on the top end, I want to focus on the relationships that we might stereotypically kind of know as being toxic. So these are your abusive relationships, your kind of domineering, controlling, you know, traditional toxic relationships that are obviously toxic, especially if you're kind of outside the relationship. So you might have a bullying relationship and the bullying sometimes takes on a playful nature, but it's really, really not playful because when it comes down to it, that bullying behavior, maybe you have a partner who teases you about your looks or the way you dress, or if you step out of line, they kind of get really big and intimidating until you kind of go the direction they want you to go in. That bullying behavior is abusive. It's not playful. It's not passionate, even though we do kind of sometimes excuse it as being a playful, childish, passionate relationship. It's not. It's another form of control, and it's highly abusive, and it's highly corrosive to your sense of self. It will change your personality. It will force you to corner yourself and kind of conform to whatever their view of you is. And that's not healthy. It's not a supportive partnership. It's not loving, and it doesn't bring out the best in you. You might also have dealt with or be dealing with these kind of demeaning critics. So it's not really necessarily outright bullying. This is more passive aggressive abuse. And this focuses on completely criticizing you and tearing you down block by block. They focus on your looks. They focus on your you know, characteristics, your personality, your performance at work, whatever it is that they need to target your self-esteem and destroy your self-confidence. And the reason that these kind of demeaning critics, right, these really nasty partners, the reason they use their words to cut us down is because they want to emotionally and mentally control us. And the best way to do that is by making us believe that we are truly worthless. And once we've kind of internalized that idea, they can implant in us Whatever ideas they want, they can mold us to fit whatever standards of love, affection, connection, whatever they're trying to project. They can turn us into that when they break down our self-esteem. Then you also have your just stereotypical, controlling, abusive relationship. These are your domineering, demanding partners. They might physically abuse you, right? You step out of line, you get smacked. Uh, They might also engage in mental and emotional abuse. And this is more about terrorizing you using the fear, the threat of violence, the threat, the fear of them leaving you, making you destitute, putting you out in the street, taking your children from you, doing whatever they have to do to destroy you. It's that lingering fear and threat of that existing and these kind of controlling and abusive partners. Highly toxic. Not only will they destroy your self esteem, they will completely steal your personality, your sense of self from you, your worth. You will stumble out into the world if you manage to escape them completely unaware of who you are, almost like an amnesia. You have to start from square one, rebuilding yourself and realizing who you are. So, in a a typical controlling abusive relationship, whether it's financially abusive, mentally, emotionally, physically abusive, it's not to be taken lightly and it's Not to be invested in. Now, I want to slide into more kind of subtle types of toxic relationships. Before I do, we have to cover one that borders in between the two. So, this is one of those kind of overt, typical kinds of toxic relationships, but it can also slide into that subtle, more manipulative category, and that is the toxic relationship style of the parent child. Relationship. And you might have been in one of these before. They're very one sided. They're very controlling, but they are so easy to slip into, especially if you are the victim of childhood trauma, childhood abuse, neglect. And these types of relationships occur when one partner assumes the role of parent and the other partner assumes the role of child. That person who's the parent, they are always looked to. They're kind of responsible. They make all the decisions. They get to call the shots. And that person who's the child takes a more backseat role, a more passive role. They get told what to do. It's a very controlling, manipulative type of relationship. It's not necessarily healthy. Partnerships should be balanced. It should not be one-sided. When you get into these types of relationships, you end up with a lot of resentment. And more than that, you end up with a codependent relationship. The person in that child role ends up dependent on... On the parent role and the partner who assumes that parent role, likewise, they can become really dependent on that child and that kind of providing role and that always fixing everything and finding the solutions. That's all also a form of control. So these codependent relationships don't really leave room for either partner to just be themselves, focused on their own journey, focused on getting what they need as well as meeting needs as partners, and that is why we want to avoid and really pay attention to these parent-child relationships. Now, let's slide right into those more subtle types of toxic relationships, right? These are the ones that are harder to spot that can we can slide right into them and not even realize it's happening because they can be comfortable. They can start off quite healthy and descend into something quite different. At the top end of this kind of this bracket of toxic relationships, we have what I kind of like to call the juvenile relationship styles. These are you know, you see these kinds of relationship styles in high schools. It's almost a trope. It's almost a trope. And people who never fully emotionally develop, who never kind of lean into that mindfulness, that emotional awareness, people who never recover from narcissistic abuse or their childhood trauma. These are the types of relationships, the toxic relationships that they find themselves sliding into more often than not. So first we kind of have these obsessive relationships, these jealous relationships. You just can't get enough of each other. It's almost like an addiction. And at the same time, they're so hyper jealous, like you cannot stand the thought of anyone else even having any type of relationship with them. They come on really, really fast. And the emotions in them are almost overwhelmingly strong. Understandably, there's going to be a lot of conflict there. If both of you are that jealous of one another, you can't help but to have conflict and this can damage self-esteem. It can damage your behaviors. It can damage your outside relationships and completely morph and warp that relationship into something so ugly, so corrosive to both of you and to your children and to anyone else who kind of gets sucked into the mix of these. So these obsessive relationships, they make you lose yourself. You lose some real autonomy and we like to excuse them by saying they're hot, passionate love affairs, But they're not. We are addicted to the extremes. We are addicted to the extremes. And that's why we keep ourselves in that toxic mix, feeding our insecurities, our doubts, and our fears. For ultimately, something we're not even happy with. Now, next in the kind of juvenile category of this toxic relationship field, we've got the hard and fast passion relationships. These just hit you backwards, sideways, right in the head okay these are the relationships like we often describe them as like it was a spark it was an instant animal attraction animal magnetism and we throw ourselves into the deep end we become immediately horrendously addicted to that person and guess what these relationships tend to burn out they burn out in like two seconds because we completely overwhelm ourselves we overwhelm our partner they do the same and everyone ends up frustrated completely shut off shut down exhausted and not even really connected anymore because they never have these relationships these hard and fast passionate love affairs you know like we see on the movies where they run away together after one night they don't work out because they never get the chance to do anything but be surface deep they can never put down roots they don't have time Okay, for those real roots in a relationship to happen, you have to experience things together. There's not some cosmic ordainment. You find out who your partner is by experiencing things with them. So being in love for two weeks, moving in together, starting a family, it's not love. That is you throwing everything at the wall because you're desperate not to be alone. Make no mistake about that. And that is toxic. And that is why these relationships end up imploding And guess what? When they implode, it also destroys everyone else around them, especially any children who get thrown in the mix. Last up in this kind of juvenile bracket of the toxic relationships, we've just got the drama relationships. The partners that break up, they're off and on, they're totally off and then they're back together you never know what state they're going to be in if you're in the relationship you never really know what state you're going to be in you're fighting then it's hot and heavy then you hate each other and then you're running away from each other okay all the drama all the dramatics we get addicted to that thrill addicted to the up down. also you get attention there's a certain amount of attention that you get in these relationships and that can become addictive as well right venting on Facebook and getting your likes or sitting down for drinks with the girls and telling them all about what a bastard your partner is those things can all become addictive and we can find ourselves stuck in these unfulfilling unrewarding abusive toxic relationships because we want more of that dopamine hit that we get from the attention and the thrill and that reconnection and the the passionate you know makeup sex that happens in the fallout All of these things are very tempting, but at the same time, when we step back, we're not getting what we need and we end up unhappy with ourselves and unhappy with our partners and everyone else around us too. Let's move into the lower level now and the more complex and more subtle types of these toxic relationships that are so hard unless you've really worked to elevate your awareness, to break out of your patterns and your cycles these types of toxic relationships can be quite hard to spot. Now, on the top of this, we have the enabling relationship. Now, we don't traditionally think of an enabling relationship um, unless we are someone with a history of addiction. However, relationship can be enabling even if we are not talking about drug and alcohol addiction. And what I mean is these are toxic relationships that encourage us to be worse versions of ourselves this is a partnership in which you might really really love the person you guys might really connect you might really show up for one another but you end up being worse versions of yourself maybe you're more hostile you're more aggressive you're more closed off you're more pessimistic All of these things point to a toxic relationship. Maybe you're trauma bonding, or maybe you're just settling for something that you don't deserve. But that, again, is something you have to be aware of in order to break out of the patterns and seek those higher level partnerships. Then there's the betrayal relationship. And this is, it might be traditional betrayal. You might be talking a partner who cheats on you all the time, or a partner who always puts you last when it comes to everything. But really what this means is a partner who fails to meet every side of the commitment that they promised to uphold. So yes, that is betraying you in the traditional sense of fidelity, but it's also betraying you by not showing up to help with the kids, not showing up around the house, not being that partner who's there in your corner to support you and to encourage you when times get tough. This is a betrayal relationship. Your partner might be a compulsive liar, or they may just not care that much. Either way, they don't show up. They're not really in the relationship in any substantial way, and they've completely failed you, taken away the time and space that you could have filled with someone who was 100% present, 100% ready to show up, and 100% ready to build that dream life with you. Last but not least, we have a toxic relationship style that the majority of people, especially my clients, don't pay attention to. They don't realize it's toxic. It never really kind of comes up on the radar because when we think toxic, we're like, oh, well, it's like a partner who hits me, right? No, not true. Any relationship, as I said at the top, that holds you back and prevents you from being a better version of yourself is going to be a toxic relationship. And this is one of the most toxic types that so many people fall into and they never realize. Are you ready? The comfortable relationship. That's right. Any relationship in which you get too comfortable, it can be extremely toxic. When you get too comfortable in a partnership, you get complacent. You stop looking after yourself. And I'm not talking physical here. So before anyone shouts or comes in the comments... We're not necessarily talking about just not taking care of yourself physically. You maybe stop taking care of yourself emotionally. Maybe you stop reaching for growth. You stop trying to heal yourself. You stop trying to make your life better because you found someone who's equally as complacent. They also stop where they're at, give up, never want to make their lives better, never try to improve on themselves, never try to find their peace, their meaning, their fulfillment. And the two of you just sit and you're stuck and you go nowhere and you fester. And then one year, 20 or 30 years down the line, you stop and you turn to each other and you don't even know who the heck you're sitting by. And this is the danger of being in a relationship which is too comfortable with someone who's not pushing themselves, with someone who's not encouraging you to push yourself. This isn't to say you have to open a, you know, a Forbes. Company, you know, there's, there's, that's not the point here. The point is, you're not being the best version of yourself. You're not trying to get that picture perfect vision of a life. You're not working toward that in any way, no matter what that is. And these relationships are especially dangerous, but they're so subtle that most of us never even realize when we fall into them. So don't fall into that trap. Realize when you are in a relationship that is far too, too comfortable. Cool. Toxic relationship styles out of the way. Yeah. Well, that's great. How do we make sure that we don't recycle right back into these same bumbling relationships with these same partners who make us too comfortable or who outright abuse us or prevent us from going where we want to go in life? Pen and paper time, my lovelies, because it is that point in the podcast where I'm going to give you some practical steps in order to kind of start combating these patterns of relationships that you've fallen into this week. I've got six tips for you and these six tips, you just need to apply them throughout your daily life. You also need to look back at your old relationship patterns and be honest, where have you kind of dropped the ball? Where have you lacked in these skills? Where have you allowed yourself to slide back into these old patterns? First, if you want to avoid this, you need to become the ideal partner for yourself. This happens a few different ways. First of all, you need to understand that if you want to have that perfect, you know, earth shattering partner, you have to bring something to the table. And that's not to say you have to have a bunch of money and you have to have a bunch of plastic surgery. No, that simply means that you need to work on yourself. You need to be the best possible version of you. And that is a happy version of you, a version of you that's not ruminating in the past, that's not stuck on your ex, that's not still bitter at the world and bitter at all the people that hurt you. You need to come to the table ready to work from a clean slate, ready to hold yourself accountable, ready to just bust it all open and see what happens. And that you know, takes some work. It takes some work before you get with your partner because no one's going to heal you. No one's going to suddenly provide you with that sense of love and worth. That's all got to come from within. So you need to come to the table with all of those ready to go. You need to elevate yourself, be more mindful, be more self-aware, and start building that ideal life for yourself before anyone else comes along. Number two, make peace with your past. You need to analyze those old relationships. You need to analyze what happened in childhood. You need to be brutally honest With yourself? How are you repeating all those old hurts? How are you keeping yourself in that place of pain, that place of separation, that place of loneliness, anxiety, dissatisfaction? All of those things are part of the patterns. So you need to question yourself, question your actions, your behaviors, your reactions. How are you staying there? Why are you staying there? Practically, how is it playing out in your relationships time and time again? Number three, once you've looked back at the past and you've analyzed those patterns, Deal with your emotional baggage. Deal with your emotional baggage. Don't identify the problems and then assume that having a healthy, well-rounded, healed partner will help you do the same. That's not how it works. Identify the problems. Deal with them. That might look like therapy. It might look like seeing a doctor. It might take medication, whatever it is, you need to do it. And you need to do it preferably before you get into a relationship, but certainly as soon as you acknowledge the problem, because it's not your partner's responsibility to fix that. So if you want healthier relationships, if you want to avoid these toxic relationships, deal with your baggage. Number four, be happy on your own terms and seek self-fulfillment. A relationship's not going to make you happy because that involves another person Relationships are simply an ornament on the tree. They should complement what we already have. They are not the end all and be all to life. You will continue to exist if you end up single for the rest of your life. It's not oxygen. It's not food. It's not water. You will not die if you don't have a relationship. Therefore, it's not actually a necessity. It is something that we want to have. It's something that's emotionally important to us in order to develop the way we need to develop, in order to have the future that we want to, that's completely happy and joyous. But getting there requires that we make ourselves happy first, and then we can attract the right people, the right partners that complement these rewarding, full, exciting, exhilarating lives that we've built for ourselves. Number five, learn the healing principle. And more than that, absorb it, take it to heart, and make it the center of everything that you do. And this principle is this. They are the ones that hurt you. They are responsible for the pain that they cost you. However, you are the one who are responsible for healing your wounds. They left you with them. You have to make sure that they are healed. It's much the same as if you were stabbed out on the street. That person might be held accountable somewhere else. But for the time being, you're the one who has to take yourself to hospital and make sure that you get the care you need in order to survive. And the same goes for emotional wounds, emotional pain. Your partner's not going to heal that. Never have, never will. Sure, if we're already in a relationship and we wake up, the right partner can encourage us on that journey. But they can't do the legwork. They certainly can't do the heavy lifting. That's all on you. And you need to make that principle the center of everything that you do. This person can make me feel better, but they can't make me happy. And the point of feeling better is ultimately to be happy. And that's on me. And that is a powerful, powerful realization, powerful mantra, a powerful tool that will keep you from backsliding into the wrong relationships. Last but not least, if you want to ensure that you stop backsliding into these toxic relationships or even these toxic kind of friendships and work environments, you need to know who you are and what you want. When you identify that person, you can start strategizing and you can start pursuing their goals. Until then, you're just shooting in the dark. Until you know who you are 100% and the life that you deserve to live, which, spoiler alert, is whatever one you actually want to live, you will keep accepting less than you deserve, period. How can you accept what you deserve if you haven't sat down and actually internalized that, actually accept that, actually visualized it and understood it? You can't. You're just accepting whatever the world throws at you. And I don't know if you've looked around lately, but this world's a pretty crazy place. So there can't be healthier relationships until you know who you are 100% and what you want, apart from all the abuse, apart from all the expectations, apart from all the negativity and all the crap that everyone's thrown at you your entire life. Who are you? How do you want to feel? What do you want your life to look like? What do you want your career to look like? The people that you want around you, the friends, the experiences, what are all of these things going to look like? What are they going to feel like? When you have the answer to that, you can build better relationships, relationships in which You don't settle for the lowest common denominator. You don't settle for someone who treats you worse than they would treat themselves. So it's not really acceptable and we won't be happy with that. So know who you are. And from there, you can identify the ideal partner and the ideal relationship and you can take action to build it. And that's it. That's our big, bad, toxic relationships episode. We cover toxic relationships. What are they? any relationship that blocks us and keeps us from becoming a better version, a fully realized version of ourselves. That differs from person to person, but, you know, it prevents good stuff from happening in our lives. Why do we settle for these toxic relationships? Well, some of us are conditioned. We learn the patterns in childhood or other bad relationships that we have. We might also have low self-esteem, or we might just be desperate not to be alone, not to be by ourselves. These toxic relationships can look like relationships that are simply too comfortable. They can be the traditional kind of abusive, controlling, domineering relationships. They can also come down to just juvenile tactics, just dramatics, insecurities, and all this nastiness, which just creates these petty little roadblocks, which over time just prevent us from ever getting where we want to be in life, in love, in our careers, family, whatever it is. You have to take toxic relationships seriously, and you have to recognize the patterns and all the ways that these partnerships have held you back over the years. They prevented you from falling in love with yourself. They prevented you from falling in love with your life. And when that happened, you stopped going after all of the things that made you authentically you. And that was a choice. But we can make different choices. We can learn new patterns. We can elevate ourselves. We can learn more about our lives, more about our futures, We can manifest the relationship of our dreams, but we have to be that ideal partner to ourselves first. We have to recognize what we deserve. We have to put our foot down. We have to explore who we are. We got to get rid of that emotional baggage, make peace with our past, and learn to internalize that healing principle that although they are responsible for all the pain they caused me, all the bad lessons and beliefs they handed me, I'm responsible for turning it around. I am just as responsible for my physical body as I am responsible for my emotional body. And when you accept that, the entire game changes. Thank you so much for listening this week. And if you are one of my medium readers, thank you so much for coming along on this journey with me. Before we close, I do just want to remind you that applications are open for my eight-week private coaching program. So if you are recovering from narcissistic abuse, or you want to learn a better way to communicate with yourself and your brain so that you can build a better relationship with the world around you, then this is the program for you. You can apply now by heading over to therealebjohnson.com. And remember, if you loved the episode, then why not leave a five-star review? I will send you a free ebook. All you have to do is head over to Apple Podcasts, link is on the bio, and leave a five-star review. As soon as it goes live, take a screenshot, send that to me, and you are going to get your own free copy of my Chasing Pain ebook. What have you got to lose? All right, guys, that's it. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great week and a great weekend. We will speak to each other soon. Bye-bye.